on by Kaiser's Castle. Tonight, I have a special treat for you again, which is an awesome time. I have a friend of mine, uh, a brother Marine, Holland Van der Neuenhoff. And uh, great guy. I think you guys all loved him being on. And we're going to talk about false flags. We're going to talk about it going all the way back to, I always tell people, all these people want to go back all these many generations. Well, they fell when they do that because you only need to go back three generations, honestly, folks. And you're going to find out um, what that person's about uh, because that's how they're raised. And sometimes there's even a deviance on that. But we're going to go back to Lusitania. And with the Lusitania... Um, it was a ship that was a passenger ship loaded with ordnance going over to England, violating our non-aggression principle where we weren't fighting against the Germans or the Turks or the Hungarians. And we loaded it up with arms and munitions. And when that ship got sunk by the U-boats at that time, uh, that was a big issue, and that was what brought us into war. Holland, uh, do yes. you have anything to add on that, brother? Well, the Lusitania that um, basically <clears throat> locked us into World War One was what they called a necessary event to compel the American public to support an intervention in basically what was a European war between monarchies, which we had no visceral interest in at all. And there was a deep and dark history to what happened with the sinking of the USS Lusitania, which was on the newspapers portrayed as a innocent passenger ship, when in fact on uh, the British Admiralty side, it was listed as a reserve armed warship, which carried munitions and armaments in which the German military advised the United States by ads in the paper that the Lusitania is a valid military target because of that and do not buy tickets on it. And yet, exactly. Lusitania, Lusitania, which was packed full of a, of a thousand innocent civilians plus military armaments, was sent unescorted without military escort into contested waters, waters in which military German U-boats uh, submarines were operating and known to be sinking enemy shipping, British shipping, and it was sunk, thus, uh, you know, raising public outrage against the Germans and leading to our entry into the war not long after. And that was with Woodrow Wilson. Uh, you and Woodrow I both Wilson. know he was probably the most evil president. Everybody, they always say this and the other, but they forget that Woodrow Wilson... Uh, was the guy who, in the White House, actually showed uh, uh, Birth of a Nation, which was about the Klan, that movie. Yeah, he was a member of the KKK. Yeah, yeah. And just like, well, so was another Democrat, Robert Byrd. And we can go down to Strom Thurmond. I mean, you we talk about go Robert Byrd, Hillary Clinton's mentor, as she lovingly called him, a grand dragon of the KKK. Uh, well, uh, correction. It wasn't no, a grand dragon, a grand, but it was a grand Klegel, and and that's right. a recruiter for the KKK. It's still bad enough 
Uh, it's still yeah, pretty sorry. bad. It's still pretty bad. Yeah. And remember, uh, he was eulogized by Joe Biden. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And really? Joe Biden said, oh, yes. yeah. Jo- oh, oh, yeah. And that's why I'm not buying. Anyways, we're, we just jumped ahead, and I don't want to do that. So my point being is that you did bring up something, honestly, Holland, on on this one thing. Um the rules of admiralty and a lot of people don't realize when you see that gold fringe you and i were both marines uh that's an admiral's flag and you see it in the courts now so we don't have the law of the the seas the oldest law there is yes it is my brother the show and the shells and um i try to tell people this stuff they don't understand it the UCMJ is the second oldest because based off of the laws of admiralty. But that that is why if when I was in and probably when you were in, uh, if you were a homosexual, sodomy was still a charge. It was a real it wasn't a blue charge, it was a real charge. Um, charge when I was in. Yep. And if you were uh, a female doing it, it's still the same kind of dealio. And also, well, it's I was still... A, I was a grunt. We weren't around females, so... Well, I mean, I had to deal with all this shit, man, as a military policeman. 5811, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other one is adultery. I believe that was Article 129. Adultery was and still is a crime in the military as well. Yes. And, and, well, see, the reason for all those three charges we just named off was your ability to be blackmailed. And that means you're not going to be able to perform your function without being co-opted. And Mm -hmm. now we see, you know, Hunter... If Biden get, takes office, him, because of his son and because of what he's done, uh, is the most uh, co-opted person we've ever had in the White House since Woodrow Wilson, in my opinion. Anyway, so let's bounce up a little bit. And Angel, I, I uh, sent you something. Please play it. It's about six minutes, 55 seconds. I got to give a shout out to Kate because she covered something, a speech. I don't have to. I was going to do sound bites. I don't have to do that. And Kate's campfire did this. And that was with Donald Trump uh, giving a speech on what I think what my my friend's trying to say here is uh, that Trump gave the most important speech of his presidential term. You're breaking up there, Kaiser. You're breaking up real bad there, Kaiser. That's why I filled in for you is This is December 7th. And in December 7th, 1941, Roosevelt gave a speech. And that was another false flag, which we'll delve in after the speech at this time. Please play it, and I will mute as well as I. 
December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. The United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. The United States was at peace with that nation and at the solicitation of Japan was still in conversation with its government and its emperor looking toward the maintenance of peace in the Pacific. Indeed, one hour after Japanese air squadrons had commenced bombing in the American island of Oahu, the Japanese ambassador to the United States and his colleague delivered to our Secretary of State a formal reply to a recent American message. And while this reply stated that it seemed useless to continue the existing diplomatic negotiations, it contained no threat or hint of war or of armed attack. It will be recorded that the distance of Hawaii from Japan makes it obvious that the attack was deliberately planned many days or even weeks ago. During the intervening time, the Japanese government has deliberately sought to deceive the United States by false statements and expressions of hope for continued peace. The attack yesterday on the Hawaiian Islands has caused severe damage to American naval and military forces. I regret to tell you that very many American lives have been lost. In addition, American ships have been reported torpedoed on the high seas between San Francisco and Honolulu. Yesterday, the Japanese government also launched an attack against Malaya. Last night, Japanese forces attacked Hong Kong. Last night, Japanese forces attacked Guam. Last night, Japanese forces attacked the Philippine Islands. Last night, the Japanese attacked Wake Island. And this morning, the Japanese attacked Midway Island. Japan has therefore undertaken a surprise offensive extending throughout the Pacific area. The facts of yesterday and today speak for themselves. The people of the United States have already formed their opinions and well understand the implications to the very life and safety of our nation. As Commander-in-Chief of the Army and Navy, I have directed that all measures be taken for our defense.
but always will our whole nation remember the character of the onslaught against us. No matter how long it may take us to overcome this premeditated invasion, the American people in their righteous might will win through to absolute victory. I interpret the will of the Congress and of the people when I assert that we will not only defend ourselves to the uttermost, but will make it very certain that this form of treachery shall never again endanger us. Hostilities exist. There is no blinking at the fact that our people, our territory, and our interests are in grave danger. With confidence in our armed forces, with the unbounding determination of our people, we will gain the inevitable triumph so help us God. I ask that the Congress declare that since the unprovoked and dastardly attack by Japan on Sunday, December 7th, 1941, a state of war has existed between the United States and the Japanese Empire. And everybody knows that was the date that will live in infamy. The problem is, we had already intercepted the Japanese... Uh, communications and knew that Hawaii was going to be attacked. This is a common thread and we're going to go upline completely and we're going to also give love to Kate's stream. I have a brother of mine who's a trucker I serve with in the Marine Corps as a 5811 military policeman and uh, he listens to the show. I know that for a fact. And with that being said, Holland, what are your thoughts yeah. on... Um... Well, Pearl Harbor is, is kind of a family issue for me because my grandfather was on the USS Enterprise based in Hawaii on December 7, 1941. Although, uh, because he was based on an aircraft carrier, along, he, along with all the other aircraft carriers, were sent out to sea several days prior right. to the attack. 
and were spared from the Arab bombardment that destroyed much of the U.S. Pacific fleet. Although he did have to sail back in, and he spent a week pulling out dead sailors and marines from entombed ships in the bay there. Yep. And for that, he was uh, given a medal. And um, so he had to deal with the aftermath of that. But that's one point that is noted, is that our strategic assets, our aircraft carriers, were sent out, spared from the attack, yep. before the attack, because it was known that the Japanese were en route. The, the, the myth of radio silence of the entire Japanese Pacific fleet en route to Hawaii is a myth. They did not operate in Pacific silence. They were tracked the entire way. There were ample warnings. The day before the attack, the Japanese embassy in Washington, D.C. started burning all of their documentation in the courtyard of the embassy, sending up flames, and that's which has you know, happened in uh, Houston recently, actually, with the Chinese embassy. But obviously, all of this chatter was known. Several embassies warned us that the Japanese were en route to attack. This was not a surprise attack. It was right. an invited attack, an invited attack, so we could enter into World War II. I do not say this to denigrate the sacrifice of those who served in that war. I mean, not I had either. three relatives okay. who fought in that war, one of whom spent many years in a Japanese prisoner of war camp, one of whom uh, stormed on five Japanese Marines. My grandfather served with the second at Guadalcanal, uh, Okinawa, Saipan, as right. a grunt. Up in Leatherneck magazine, he was. So I do not denigrate their sacrifice and their valor for what happened, but the fact right. is, Roosevelt knew the Japanese were coming, wanted the Japanese to come, and welcomed their attack because it allowed us to enter into the war on the of his chosen allies. And we didn't even go after the Japanese instantly. We, we had skirmishes, and people forget this. We focused on England, protecting the island of England. Our special uh, relationship with our cousins over the seas, yes. We've always come to bail them out when they get involved in wars, uh, you know, over their heads, they get in over their heads in these wars, and somehow we are good to go bail them out. Interesting. We're we're responsible, and then now we can jump up to two things: the Bay of Pigs, which was a fiasco, and also and the Gulf of Tonkin. Uh, Gulf of Tonkin, and they were both false flags, also, and. But see, a lot of people don't realize this has been a systemic error, and I can actually speak to the next batch, which is the Gulf War, and Holland can speak to the Iraq War, and I can speak to the Afghan War. And uh, we're, we're going to have a fun time, folks. And this I can speak. Uh, I can speak for the Clone Wars, but that's yes, I know you can. So <laughs> different can we. kind of wars. We, yes, we're both very versed on that with Grugo. Yes, so Grugo. we all know. I mean, dude, we're all probably Trekkies and Star Wars fans, but there is some reality to some of the shit. So go on, brother. Um, 
uh, talk about the Gulf of Tonkin, and then after that, and I will jump in if there's something I think I can add. But right now, you're my featured well, the guest. Gulf, the Gulf of Tonkin incident was what uh, initiated our major involvement in the Vietnam War. Obviously, we'd already put advisors, advisors and special forces in the field to fight the communists in South Vietnam. Right. But uh, Johnson and uh, the defense interests that wanted a major paying war needed a full-scale uh, conflagration. So what happened was basically uh, Upland 34, we were sending uh, South Vietnamese commandos into North Vietnamese territories and waters to uh, do raids. And uh, right. some of these North Vietnamese boats chased the South Vietnamese into waters that were patrolled by U.S. Navy boats. In the first incident, there was a slight shooting incident. But, it, I mean, I'm no fan of the communists or the, or the North Vietnamese at all. But they were that. merely chasing down people who were attacking them, and the Navy came in and covered them. The second incident uh, was actually totally contrived. There was no attack. They right. just needed something to justify full involvement, commitment, of uh, ground troops in Vietnam, which is what happened in 1965. The 3rd Marine Division was committed, the 82nd Airborne was committed, and uh, and shortly thereafter, we started conscripting troops to send to Vietnam, which uh, continued an eight-year conflict in which basically the U.S. military was not allowed to win. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm no fan of foreign intervention, okay? I'm not. We shouldn't have been in Vietnam. Right. Going to go... Let's win. We should have invaded yeah. the North. We should have, yep. but we weren't allowed to. We were doing tit-for-tat, ground-for-ground, guerrilla fighting in South Vietnam for eight years, which obviously is not going to achieve any strategic aims. The North Vietnamese did not care how many soldiers they lost. I mean, we had like a 20-to-1 kill ratio. That did not matter to them. Did not matter to them, to them at all. Shit, we're dropping bombs on tunnels and defoliates. I mean, yes, that's that's the truth of that incident and ramifications. And then after the Gulf of Tonkin, uh, all we have to do is look at the Bay of Pigs. And then there's another one called the Liberty that we will get into. We're going to touch on. Oh, are that. you allowed? Are you allowed to talk about the Liberty? I will, and and you will, and you so can't can speak about the liberty. Yeah, well, it's you know, it's, okay, it's oven you ready, baby. Yeah, I changed my mind. Papa man, oven fresh. All right, go on, brother. Well, I mean, and what happens? We get in, in an eight-year an eight-year. Uh oh. Uh oh. We, we, no means of victory. There we, we go. In the north, we weren't allowed to. Win. Uh, oh, uh oh! Now you're having trouble. Trouble right. like. Like the terrible troubles in uh, Star Trek. Holland. Yeah. Uh, yes. Go back through about the... Li uh, just start over, Holland. Dude. Just start yeah. over. Just yeah. Going back to the Liberty? No, just start the over. The USS Liberty incident happened, I believe, in 19... Was it 68 or 66? It was... I, 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 I'm not looking at any notes right now. 66, I believe I it was 68. It was 68, 68 well, maybe. I think it was 68. Yeah. And the USS Liberty was an NSA um, ship. It was, it was a U.S. Navy ship, but it was basically run by the National Security Agency as a electronics eavesdropping ship. 
Yeah, and Elon. He was eavesdropping yeah. on communications uh, between Egypt and Israel during their conflicts there. And while they're setting up the coast, uh, they get attacked for hours. They get attacked by enemy warfighters who are shooting them up, launching torpedoes, uh, shooting them up with cannons. Yeah. Uh, without reinforcement, without backup. And it turns out that the attackers are war warplanes from the state of Israel. Now, the yep. motive for this attack remains disputed. It's not confirmed. It could have been because that the USS Liberty was listening in on war crimes being perpetuated on the Egyptian peninsula against Egyptian prisoners of war. That is one theory. I don't know myself. I don't subscribe to any one theory. What is known that the USS Liberty, they tried to sink it, a U.S. Navy ship. Israel tried to sink it for several hours. And it's yeah. only through the valor of the captain and the crew that the ship remained afloat. In fact, the captain was awarded a Medal of Honor, of the highest honor. military yeah. rank, highest military Medal of Honor in the military, in secret. Uh, yeah. because they did not want him to discuss it for his efforts in saving the ship. Yeah. And he was a hero, and his crew were heroic that day. That ship should have, should have sunk. It was supposed yeah. to sink. By all metrics, it should have, but it did not. And it was <laughs> not an armed warship. It, it merely had a few machine guns to fend off marauders. It was not equipped for surface war at all. It was a electronic eavesdropping ship. And it yes. was devastating. Several dozen sailors lost their lives, destroyed. And I can tell you that naval combat is the type of combat you do not want to get involved in. It is mm -hmm. ugly. It is getting blown up. It is getting burnt alive. It is... And, becoming fish, and becoming fish food. I mean, yes. on... It is on not the kind of combat you want to get involved in. Naval combat... It is very ugly and very brutal. And when ships when, go down, everyone dies. And, everyone dies, the whole crew. And I'll tell you this, man. Um, I'll never forget uh, seeing a bear bomber fly over the USS Denver. And he opened his bomb base. And that, mm -hmm. they used to do this kind of bullshit, right? They, they the were Cold testing War. their armaments on a, on yeah. a dead uh, yeah. a destroyer, yes. And you and, see what a yeah. direct hit of a bomb does on a ship. And it is oh. devastating. Devastating. And, and I looked at that thing as it was flying low. And I looked at everybody else around me and I said, we're fish food. Honestly. Mm -hmm. um, but it didn't drop anything, so it's it, it wasn't a big deal. That was on a rim pack. Believe this or not. Mm -hmm. Anyways. I've been on uh, Yep, I've been on a Westpac and a Rimpac. And and then here's the other thing that boggles my mind to this day. Um, the Gulf War. So we're going to jump a little bit because, you know, we don't need to cover everything. But the Gulf War, we do. April Gillespie, she was the ambassador. I'll never forget it. It was August ambassador 2nd. Ambassador Kuwait. Yep. I know. She was the ambassador to Iraq. Oh, yes, that's correct, to Iraq. 
and uh, she told Saddam, the U.S., and this is Bush Sr., we have no problem with Arab to Arabs settling their scores. You know, that's basically what she said. Well, she said that we have no issue with your border problems with Kuwait. Well, what Kuwait was doing, uh, they well, were slant, they were slant yeah. drilling into Iraq, which yeah. is drilling diagonally, not straight down diagonally, into foreign territory. I, right. Kuwait was drilling out Iraq's oil. And, and Saddam Hussein, and I'm not defending Saddam Hussein, he was a tyrannical he, he uh, was an U.S., but he told them to knock it off. Stop right. taking our oil. And he raised it up with the U.S. Ambassador April Gillespie. Hey, we're, we're going to solve this. If, if Kuwait does not stop this, drilling our oil, we're going to solve it. And our yeah. ambassador, appointed by George Bush Sr., said, we have no issue with your border dispute with Kuwait. Exactly. What that means is a green light. And Saddam Hussein took it as a green light because up until that point, Saddam Hussein had been our ally yep. against Iran. Yep. And he knew how the game was played. He thought he did, at least. And he asked permission to invade Kuwait. And George Bush Sr. gave it to him through his ambassador. We have yep. no issue with your border dispute with Kuwait. He's like, exactly. okay, very well. And he sent his people in. Exactly. And while we said this, Thank you all for stopping by Castle Talk Radio, Kaiser's Castle. Grab yourself your coffee, tea, soda, and adult libation because you're going to need it on this one. Uh, Everybody thinks we have lily white hands. Not always. And that's why Holland uh, is here because he and I both know the reality of certain things. And I'll tell you this. Uh, First FSG, which is who I was with, it's the part of First Marine Division. First uh, Force Service Support Group. Yep, yep, IMF. And um, we were there August 7th, five days later, brother, lock, stock, and barrel, setting up port security in Ras al-Jabal. And a matter of fact, that trucker I mentioned, mm-hmm. he, he was there with me. And uh, he he didn't get a lot of thanks for what he did, but we we proofed, and it worked out in Somalia too because they used them there, uh, the same unit. Uh, we could secure a port with the quickness, with the motherfucking quickness, and get it going on, and we could do operations there. Unlike the Soviets, which they were disbanded by that time of Somalia, uh, they have never taken a defensive port we have in in the Marine Corps. Well, the only uh, nation that can project force across the ocean and take over another country is the United States. No right. one can do that but us. At this point. Chinese are getting close. I I wouldn't bet on that. Chinese well, war is going to be pretty short and short and sweet, guaranteed. Yeah, no, no, no. I I get that, but I'm saying their navy locally 
can project. They, they, they have a large navy, but yes. that's just more targets, man. It's more targets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and but they still all of our shit, and they have, I believe, because of Biden, Clinton. Yes, um, yes. They have a, a lot of appropriated technology and so forth, but they can't replicate it to the degree necessary, and they don't have what is necessary to win a war, which is not brains, but it is two things you need to win a war. Initiative. Heart and balls. Yes, initiative and the willingness. Yes, yes you're right. Heart and especially and in naval war. Especially in naval war. Because and China does not have a good record of, of, of military prowess at all. The last major war they fought was against Vietnam, in 1978. And they got their they, asses handed. Oh, yeah. by, in a three-week war in which they fought the North Vietnamese militia, not yes. even the regular army, uh, they got their asses handed to them. And in fact, several thousand Chinese soldiers managed to starve to death in a three-week war. So, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> not just that. Look at what they're doing with India right now. They are throwing everything at that border war. And and this is the little war that's not being talked about. Yes. They're throwing everything at that border skirmish, Kashmir. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody, everybody always wants to forget about the most high. When I say this, I'm saying the high level as in the altitude, the Himalayas. Unfortunately... Unfortunately for China's ambitions against India, their route to conquest goes through the Sikhs and the Gurkhas. Yep. And uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> you're not ha- going to conquer the Sikhs or the Gurkhas. That's right. Oh, no. Oh, the Sikhs, they know what's up, and so do the Gurkhas. That's why on my Facebook, several of the people in that in that picture of C-Unit um, they were Sikhs. I, I can't am. even say those names, yo. The yeah. Sikhs are the, the warrior caste of Hindu India, and they yep. are raised from birth basically to fight Chinese. So, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, they, they have been they make up the bulwark of Indians of India, the India Army's shock troops. They are they are studs in every sense of the way. Uh, they are a warrior class, and yes. they, as, as Hindus and believers in reincarnation, they have absolutely no fear of death, and only a That's wish right. to die in, in a valorous way against their enemies. And, the Chinese and, have no chance of conquering them. And that's something that even Americans and Brits in the West used to have. Yes. And unfortunately, we denuded the West. Well, I mean, we're 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 a little decadent these days, and we have lots of yeah. luxuries to uh, look forward to. But the Sikhs are pretty still pure to oh, their yeah. ways, and the Gurkhas also. The Gurkhas are raised in the Himalayas. They pro- they probably make the finest light infantry in the world. Yeah, and uh, I mean, they're basically supermen. They're raised in the Himalayas, and when they come down to the flatlands, they just they don't get tired. Yeah, they're, because they're, they're Buddhists. They firmly yeah. believe in reincarnation, and uh, they want to die in a valorous death against their enemies. Well, so uh, it's not so going to work do, out for China, though. But so do um, people in the West 
that believe, look, I believe in Christ. I also believe in my ancestors. And uh, so I'm a pagan Christ mix. And um, I, I have no fear of death. You know, I'll see you. I, I guarantee you, I'll see you an angel because angel in Valhalla. Fight in Valhalla. Yeah, exactly. And and it's not a problem to me. No. Angel may be a radio guy, but he understands things. And oh, he's we don't have the war now. Angel's fighting the war now on the ground, which is the information war. The war is happening now. The information war. Angel's yep. on the front line. That is very true. My only fear of death is reincarnation, so bring it on. <laughs> exactly. Well, reincarnation, bring me back as a cockroach or a woman. It, I don't want to do this again. No. <laughs> no. It, it, it doesn't matter. Either way it comes, I'm going to um, have to deal with my new reality. But I, I don't believe in, I honestly don't believe in reincarnation what i do believe is that i will dine with my brothers forever in the halls of Valhalla, and we will joke around and call each other cunts and just laugh and drink mead out of the scooped out goblets of the skulls of our dead enemies well possibly we'll see how that rolls but can I, I go to heaven instead? Because that sounds kind of painful. You guys talking about it? <laughs> no, I'd be cool if I just go to heaven and be like, "Hey, what's up, uh, Aunt So and So, and Grandpa So and So, and my uncle well, used to touch me." How the hell did you get in here? Like, oh, you work for the church? Oh, okay, that, that explains that. No, uh, Angel, we're gonna party in Valhalla for eternity. That's right, man. Oh. We're just it's one big That's freaking out of skulls party, Angel. That's what you get. Your choice is moot. <laughs> Are they crystal skulls? They might be. Oh my ah. god. And then I'm in. Especially huh? if you got that vodka that Dan Aykroyd likes to hawk. Likes to pimp, yeah. Yes. No, but well, uh... He, he became a billionaire doing that, so I'm not going to talk on him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> but no, here's the funny thing, man, is that men, and, and, and I'm not even joking. I've said this on the program before. My Uncle Opie, and he's not an uncle by relation. He's an uncle because he knew my mother and stuff. Um, this guy, this knew my mother as <laughs> he was a homosexual. He he, he was okay. his uncle, quote unquote. Yeah. <laughs> no, he did Paul Lind, and Paul Lind hated kids, and homosexuals did. Yes, whatever that blank statement was there, uh, Holland. Any idea what he? Yeah, any idea what he was meaning? I have no idea. Where, I have no idea where Chef was going with that. No, but no, I think I think it's about homosexuals being uh, uh, lovely human beings who hung out with a lot of women. That. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. What? There's, I, what, there's nothing wrong with being I, a homosexual. I, to I, each their own. Yes. I I said a very specific thing. 
Do you love in. gay people? One we time, get it, my twin sister <laughs> and I did not get out of the house quick enough. Edie was taking it, and that's Opie's sister, was taking weird. us out of, no, it's not, taking us out of the house. <laughs> Lind shows up and rings the bell as we're walking out. And he goes, oh, Opie, kids. Uh, homosexuals did not, at that time, did not like kids. Maybe he wasn't uh, homosexual. Maybe he was just kind of like, didn't like kids. You know, like, in a weird way. Well, I, I don't think they, I don't think, no, I don't think they did. And that, folks, is all technical problem radio here on Kaiser's Talk Radio. <laughs> Live on PSN Radio and SoFlo Radio. No, I'm just saying, so I don't give hero. a fuck. Look at this. Yes. He's saving us. Well, maybe. Anyways, whatever. <laughs> it, it is the truth. Anyway. The your Skype connection sucks tonight. Yes, is, it is the truth. Uh, Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's a drop mic moment. What do you say, Holland? Well, he dropped it at the point it is. I'm wondering. Yes, and that's what the that's the mic drop moment right there. The point is. The point is. Get to the point, Kaiser. They had. No, they had wives. They had kids, and they had something on the side. Yes, those are called and floozies. That that is brilliant. I, saying, I, that I know. And you keep saying it. It's, ama- it's it's amazing words. The words are, that are coming out of your mouth are, anyway, are amazing right now. So Incredible stuff. Educational. Anyway, so let's move on. Let's go. Let's no, go. no, it's not moving on. It's getting your connection right before oh. you move on. Because, you know, it doesn't help right. if you move on and you still can't hear you. Close all your browsers. Uh, Let's start there. Uh, you can't hear me? There is no browser here. Oh, well, what's, no the, what's the topic of discussion? The topic now we're. I'm Kids, that's why you should not drink before you go on air. Um. What? <laughs> you sound like you were drunk. For a second, it's like you slurred. You're listening yeah. to a magical moment. Yeah, it's just a very Nancy Pelosi-like. <laughs> Kaiser like, Castle. Yeah. This is raw, raw radio. Raw radio it is. It's fine. I, I have <laughs> no clue what you just said because you broke up. Um, no, it was I, actually the other way around, but good times. Okay. Well, anyways, the, the point that I was trying to get to Can we move beyond is, homosexuality? Yes. Uh, no, remember, yeah. uh, Holland yeah. is sword point. That's why it keeps going back to the point. Uh, anyways, <laughs> I am saying, okay, I guess. You've been doing this for the last ten there. minutes. We, we, we get need to, the to do point. a comedy show for the rest of the night. <laughs> I don't give a fuck, guys. We've been doing this for the last ten minutes. all night. <laughs> But but the Iraq War, the Iraq War, was sold to us after Afghanistan when 
we did kill. Uh, and nobody will ever dissuade me of this because I know people. Uh, we killed Osama bin Laden in Tora Bora. Did we? And so, I mean, yeah. I've seen information that he that he survived afterwards in Iran. I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. So no, did we no, kill no. him in Tora Bora? Yeah, from bros I knew, we killed okay. him. He assumed okay. room temperature. Okay. Uh, and then um, by the time Obama came in and needed to get reelected, he said he killed somebody that was well, Osama I mean, bin he, he released that information the same weekend that he released his uh, uh, birth certificate. Yeah. And he needed headlines to circumvent that because that thing was uh, photoshopped all to hell. And he needed he needed headlines to drown that out. So literally, the, he released his birth certificate on a Friday, and on Saturday, SEAL Team Six supposedly kills Osama bin Laden. So whatever was going yeah. on with his birth certificate was totally drowned out. We all know that what's about. We know what happened in Extortion Seventeen, and those guys yeah. they killed someone, yeah. but it wasn't Osama. And yeah. you know, all the almost the entire team was killed a couple weeks later in Afghanistan, yeah. in the deadliest day in Afghanistan. Extortion and, Seventeen, uh, right? The veterans Dwayne know this. Pizarro. Yeah. Yes, and uh, we and, and and that's a fact. And but Iraq also, uh, Saddam, he would have jumped right back in bed with us. Honestly, Saddam was uh, an opportunist. Okay. Yes. And if we would have prevented, given him incentive to do anything, he would have done it. Yes. Um, and we didn't. No, he, we, he became a he became a target because his military needed to be destroyed after their after the war with Iran. He had the yes. largest military in the Middle East, and it was a threat. His military was a threat to a certain nation in the Middle East that is our ally, and his military needed to be destroyed. Well, and, there there, and I tell everybody this all the time during the Gulf War, bruh. This actually happened. This actually happened. I know this for a fact. I can't say why, but I do know this. There was a guy by the name of Gerald Bull. A lot of people don't out there don't know who Gerald he Bull was. He was a super genius who was working on super weapons for the Iraqi government, including a uh, artillery. A super, super gun. Tel Aviv, yes. No, that's what they said. That's the cover story. Uh, the real deal is... The real deal is he had sussed out how to put satellites without a rocket into geosynchronous orbit. And a lot of people forget this about the first Gulf War. We in the Marine Corps and in the Army had to turn our uh, Kim Bio suits in. And then we got new ones, but we only got one instead of three, which is what we had beforehand. We were able to switch them three times. And it acted like a nerve agent, but it, it short-circuited. And, and if you were to cut, and I have somewhere, somewhere, it's not anywhere anybody can look and find, but those suits are there. I have two suits. One's to cut. The other one's not. And uh, they had copper going through them. 
because it was something that would short circuit and make it look like a nerve agent. But Saddam, when I went back there in 05 and 06, we had a cave-in in 05 in Al-Kut. Camp Delta is what they called it at that time. It was covered up. And the reason why it was covered up is all the nerve agent that was underground, it was because they were putting up T-walls, brah, and the crawler fell into it. And me and a couple other bros went in there, and we're like, what the fuck? And they had German writing, you know. Well, I mean, all, yeah, all, it, it was, it was and, stuff we gave him. Yeah, us, the Germans, and the French. Brits. And the French. And the French. And they said there's no weapons of mass destruction. And then after Bush is gone, they admit that 300,000 tons. You guys look this up. You disbelieve me? Look it up. 300,000 tons of yellow cake mm-hmm. were pulled out of Iraq. And they were sent for destruction in Canada. That made Newsweek. That's a fact. Yes, there were weapons of mass destruction found, but it couldn't be waved as a flag of war because it was stuff that the West had given him to use against Iran. Exactly. Exactly. And it was a cover-up of our complicity. That's why we're going back to false flags. They lie. They deceive. I've been a part of this. I'm I'm not claiming clean hands. I didn't come out with this shit until I got pissed off about it. When you're lying about shit, I know I'm going to fucking say something. And I know you would too, Holland. And I guarantee Angel would. And I know, also know Sister Kate, 95 Bravo, would too. So, you know, there's something called honor. You don't have honor if you don't fucking say something. Mm-hmm. And I tell people, yeah, they say see something, say something, unless they don't want you to see it and say it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to be the cunt. That's not going to happen to me. Anyways, go on and and, uh, honestly, Holland, I I took a long rant. We got to wrap up in a a minute here. We got another show coming up at at the end of this show. Yeah, we're about to end here. Yep. But I think the point is of this whole show, what we're trying to get at is that we're not trying to denigrate the honor of the military at all. No. Uh, Hosts here are military. And uh, what we're trying to say is that. Many of the most modern wars we've gotten into were for other reasons than what they were portrayed as. And this can be easily demonstrated in examining the circumstances that led to these wars. It started with, you know, World War I with the Lusitania incident, World War II with the Pearl Harbor. Uh, Korean War was known. Vietnam War, the Gulf of Tonkin incident. The Gulf War, which was green-lighted by the Bush administration. Yep. And then for some reason, we invaded Iraq, Iraq in 2003, although they were not involved in 9-11. And, uh, and the only person who has put a stop 
and an interruption to this mechanism is the current president. Whose yes. Name we have not mentioned thus far in this broadcast, President Trump. As Donald much as they want to call him a fascist and a militarist, he has not started a war. He loves the military. He supports it. He supports a strong, well-funded military. But he is not uh, fond of all, at all, of writing letters home to dead servicemen for wars that don't matter, that we should not be involved in. And that's why we support this president, because he is not involving us in foreign wars or intervention for frivolous reasons or reasons of profit, although he supports the military and he respects them. Um, that is why we are here. And that is the war that yep. is being fought now in this country, right now, the information war and the coup being launched against, you know, the only honest president in my lifetime. Um, so, yeah, that's where we're at. Yeah, the the only other honest president, I'm a little older than Angel and I'm a little older than Holland. Uh, the only other honest president, it almost cost him his life, was Ronald Reagan. And Ronald got, Reagan was, he got, was he honest, was, but he was a little out of the loop and a lot of stuff happened under his watch yes. that he just he could not because Bush was there. Bush was VP, Bush and, was running out of Contra. Um, and, he could not stop. But and, Reagan did not involve us in a major war either. No, no, he did not. And the thing about it is you're exactly right. Uh Bush Senior, mm -hmm. former head of the CIA former ambassador to China, the most successful as... A uh, former conspirator in the JFK assassination. Oh, I mean, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And, and the only person that ever called him out back then was Hunter S. Thompson. Mm -hmm. He said he's the fucking most successful politician on the planet. Oh, yeah, he was. And he was. But, see, we have a president that sits now and will sit, yes. I believe, Oh, 100%. He's not leaving office. 100%. He's, he's not leaving office because this is full fuckery. This election, 80,000 people voted for Biden. Give me a fucking break. Got to wrap up with it. Well, they're, they're saying more black people voted for Biden than Obama, and sorry, I'm calling BS yeah, on that. No. Yeah, no. There was more black people that voted for Trump, uh, Trump this year this time than last time and yes. same with Hispanics yes. so you know they're afraid of the Hispanic causing a panic and the black man that leaves the plantation gotta got wrap it up guys come on gotta wrap it up gotta wrap it up wrap it up thank you guys for stopping by Kaiser's Castle eavesdropping in on a nice conversation with me and Holland and Angel and as you leave Kaiser's Castle. I will slowly raise the drawbridge as you leave with your coffee, key, soda, or adult libation and exit out off of my big orange couch. And I hope you've had a good time. We've laughed. We've joked. We've also talked some serious shit. Think about it. This shit ain't over. God bless. Be well. Be safe. Always.